Institute for Gamer Review, Episode 1. I am your host, Dharma King, joined by my friend Louie, if you want to say hi. Yes, I'm uh, Louie, and we're here to talk about video games. Yeah, we, we've been talking about this for a while, thinking about this for a while, um, and, you know, because we have uh, a couple different projects in the dissident sphere on um, people doing stuff about books, you know, my old uh, podcast, Westward, which is still on hiatus, but we look to come back at some point, and I know Roots of the Right um, doing good work as well, and uh, of course, Borzoi's hyper-podcastism, and, um, and you know, we, we, there's uh, a lot of us, I think, are uh, of the gamer race, <laughs> and uh, there just isn't really anything, um, to my knowledge at least, that's really um, seriously engaging with video game culture, and with uh, and and with you know the, the what you know what video games are and, and what they can be and and you know what they mean to us and and how and because these are they're very important cultural products uh, the the market in terms of revenue for video games has been higher than Hollywood um, you know movies and TV for for some years now and um, part of that is of course a function of the fact that you know. You, uh, regular AAA gaming title is uh, typically about sixty dollars new, versus you know, uh, depending on where you live, anywhere from twelve to twenty dollars for a, a, a movie ticket, or and you know less than that probably if you buy it you know used or on DVD and things like that. So, so there's you know there's it's not to say it's possible to make a direct one-to-one comparison or, or that you would want to, but video games are a very large and important part of. Um, our culture of American culture and, and world culture generally right now. And so we thought it would be a good idea to, you know, have a kind of gaming podcast. Um, we discussed it and, and we were thinking that uh, for the most part, we we would try to stay away from, you know, day by day or week by week gaming news. That's not to say we won't do it entirely. As things stand, we, I may, you know, because I, I, I do keep my, my finger on the pulse of that kind of stuff mostly out of just habit at this point and maybe it's a bad habit i can kick it or maybe it's something that you know would be worth doing as a kind of smaller bit or segment um separately from the main kind of critical analysis that we want to do so we'll see on that you know we'll keep you posted but um yeah we thought it would be a good idea to um to start and have our first episode be a discussion of a very popular series that is uh recently taken a very very dark and terrible turn uh, which is the XCOM series, and um, I've, some of you may have seen already. Um, for those of you who didn't, I did a while back when the so the there was you know starting to start in Medias Race, and then we'll we'll go back to the beginning beginning. Um, a few months ago, they released kind of out of nowhere a uh, a new XCOM game called XCOM Chimera Squad, which was really just a slap in the face to XCOM fans in any number of ways and 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 um you know for a series that the whole point 
is to repel an alien invasion of Earth and the whole kind of it, it's it's um you know it it's the 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 premise is you know there's there's aliens who want to uh, invade and take over um, and humanity has to fight back. <laughs> this is this was a step of like yeah, but what if the aliens and the humans can just work together though? And um, there's a lot of things wrong with it, and um, we'll get what to all that. What if humans like, were really the bad guys, right? What if humans were really bad? It's actually that even blew, more subversive. That blow your that. mind, bro. That's yeah, right. Mind. Well, it wasn't even. It, it's not even. It's not that humans themselves are bad. Um, it's that like what the human the, the bad people are the uh, were the um, humans who like human separatists essentially and, and alien separatists for that matter like they had different factions that aren't quite ideological the, the game was really quite underbaked um like it didn't it didn't like the mechanics weren't very solid the design was kind of off and and we'll get to all that you know when we, when we i want to do a little bit more about chimera squad specifically but but the kind of you know the first thing when you when you you, know, you start the game and, and you're um you're you're discussing the um you, you're getting kind of hit with a bunch of lore and and exposition all at once like the the kind of framing comp- basically it's like okay we're gonna have you know Chimera Squad is called to the um, it's like it's a police unit essentially it's it's not a military unit it's a law enforcement unit and there's some kind of you know uh, hostage situation involving the mayor and the um, it turns out basically the hostage takers are these humans these horrible basically like white nationalist avatar you know it's sort of like a it's a um, a stand-in for for kind of white nationalist talking points so of like Spencer and friends or yeah exactly it's like who are these aliens, aliens yeah. are going to like be playing along we're not going to be cooperating with aliens what the hell is wrong with you XCOM yeah. is supposed to be about something else and and that is like the first mission is like you're taking out yeah. those guys they actually aren't when, really when Thomas like, Jefferson founded XCOM he wrote very clearly that we wouldn't do this you know <laughs> right, exactly. It's not, it's not in the XCOM Constitution. Yeah. Um, Listen, the XCOM yeah. Enabling Act says very clearly that we don't do this kind of thing. But then as the game kind of progresses, you see like those kind of human separatists are only one faction and there's other factions. And, and one of which with it really kind of stuck out to me was um, one of them is basically an alien faction. It's a purely alien faction. And, and their motivation, you learn in the kind of final mission is they're just trying to leave Earth. Like, they don't like being... Because apparently most aliens are in kind of essentially concentration camps. Um, they're being treated with, you know, rightful... Well, I guess this gets into the lore. I don't want to, like, dwell too much on Kimura Squad to start. It's just, you know, the the whole thing was kind of underwhelming and underbaked and, and, and really quite alarming if you're a fan of the series, as as I am. Um, but b- before we get there, just to kind of back up um, and, and kind of try to start... With a historical overview, I, knew, I know Louis, you had some notes. You wanted to discuss kind of the history of XCOM and and you know what it is and what it has been. Yeah. Uh, so if you're familiar with, uh, I guess the origins are kind of the late '90s. It's basically XCOM is is very uh, very post Cold War in a lot of ways. It uh, or in the in the origins of it, uh, it really starts out. Uh, it's based off you know XCOM itself is based off the kind of Tom Clancy of Rainbow Six book uh, idea. It's also in the video games, later games as well, where you have this international force of, uh, you know, the best of the best are going to team up uh, over language barriers and, you know, race and skin color and come together to defeat terrorism in Tom Clancy's world. And in the XCOM world, it's basically much the same. Uh, the early XCOM, it's these, uh, they're, they're, you know, soldiers from all over the world uh, and they, and they, do espionage and fighting against aliens and also there you know it's post-cold war so there's a lot of the post-cold war tropes of like 
UFOs becoming a bigger deal now that it's something we can care about. Uh, the Cold War ended with a lot of UFO talk from Ronald Reagan and H.W. Bush about the whole world will come together to fight an, uh, you know, an alien menace. And XCOM, uh, XCOM is that, right? It's, uh, it's that. And also, you know, aside from the, you know, the kind of guys cultural primers of it, it uh, early XCOM is very much, you know, kind of a product of, you know, it's a, it was a DOS game. Uh, later, you know, Windows. It's very, very granular. Uh, everything, you know, the the system of moving around your moving your guys around. Uh, basically, every little breath they take is controlled. Time like units, bro. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who Action were like, points. if yeah. you ever actually tried to play, I know. Uh, I I actually was. Um, depending on your perspective, I guess old or young enough to um, have bounced off of the original XCOM pretty hard when I was when I was a, a youth. And um, and for those of you who who um, you know maybe have have tried to to play the original after the the more popular uh, or the very popular 2012 reboot um series yeah it's 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 you you, you like it, it's not just that i mean the time units is kind of hilarious and they actually tried i saw a developer diary once where um they were explaining how they in the original origin you know when they were design phase for the reboot that they kept time units or something and they kept iterating on time units and they eventually had to get rid of it because it's just too but yeah every step you take is a certain amount of like time units and the heavier your character and the more gear they're carrying the more time units <laughs> it consumes and um, yes, it's very granular. You actually have to buy each individual round of ammunition, each individual grenade, um, and then lay it out in their backpack. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, and the other thing is, like, you know, the reason we do a video game show, I think, is important. Is video games have a massively like pound for pound cultural impact. Uh, very, very few people played the f- say call it like the first generation of XCOM games. Um, but they did have a, they have a massive outsized cultural impact, and part of that is I think if you got really good at that game, you kind of had to have a special kind of brain, because I talked to a guy uh, who was a you know, a major you know he played a lot of old XCOM, and when he described the game, it was like you know we would flank right and do X Y Z, but you know I knew that when we should go to play that game and do that, that's like a twenty minute process of clicking around and spending points. But you it's also, it's like really... old war games, right? I don't know if any of you ever played um, like the um, close combat series, or or uh, which is actually real time, but it's it's kind of similarly finicky in certain ways, which is, is actually um, you know for, it's kind of funny because by contemporary standards, the close combat series is actually quite. Um, I mean, the old ones, are, which they haven't updated, and I mean, they still make. New, anyway, it doesn't matter. Close combat is quite finicky by contemporary standards. Actually, quite um, simple by by war game standards and you know if anyone who plays like advanced squad leader or any of the uh those avalon hill um games yeah like you know there, there's a certain there's a certain line um that runs through 20 late 20th century or i guess second half of the 20th century culture that's uh yeah it, it really starts i think with with those with those war games and very very finicky war games and you know counters and 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 um you know things that would take hours and hours to play there was there, i saw a story once about a uh it was a simulation game type, you know, like a war, like a tabletop, but it would take, it was an enormous map. It would take your whole living room of the, um, of the North Africa campaign. And it was sort of like, I guess, a jo- somewhere between a joke and something that was never really meant to be played. But, but there, there was a, uh, a rule 
that basically the Italian troops, in order to keep in supply, would require like an extra unit of water compared to other types of troops because they needed water to boil their spaghetti in. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's a level of like granularity and ridiculousness that, um, uh, you know, some of these, some of these games uh, or simulations um, had. Of course, and, and that example was actually kind of funny because the Italian troops in the North Africa campaign they did have spaghetti, but it was in cans, so they didn't actually boil. There was no boiling of water that was involved. Um, but yeah, that's the same kind of general milieu that produced uh, Dungeons and Dragons um, and that whole scene, and which was originally kind of just it was a it was a scaling down an application of general wargaming rules um, to a whatever party of four or so or something, and then you know you're running around a dungeon. Um, versus, you know, you have a, a small unit tactics or, or, you know, big battlefields or whatever it was, miniatures and so on. Um, but yeah, the, um, I think your, your, your point about the Cold War, Louis, is really definitely correct and, and very, very um, on, on point. Because, yeah, that was, it was, it was, there was this kind of general sense in the 90s of, you know, okay, well, we've reached the end of history, right? You know, the Fukuyama thing and, and, um, Humanity is kind of, you know, liberal, democratic capitalism is, you know, it. There's nothing else. You know, the ideological struggles are over. You know, fascism is over. Communism is over. Um, now we get to, you know, build McDonald's everywhere. And obviously that didn't happen. Um, that's, I guess, kind of a topic for another discussion. But in the meantime, or, at, you know, in the immediate aftermath, I guess, of the collapse of the Soviet Union, um, and this is the same period. I think. I think I, I was looking this up. So, UFO Enemy Unknown, which was the original um, title, and it was marketed as XCOM UFO Defense in North America, was 1994. Independence Day, I want to say, was 95 or 96. Um, and and yeah, Rainbow Six, which has a very similar kind of theme, was was 98. So these are all happening within a couple years of each other, and it was very much a kind of. It was um, I think still at that time. There was a plausible sense of, um, like, there, there was a, I don't know how to express, like, to us, especially in the dissident right, but, but really, I think just generally, like, there's no one, multiculturalism is a failed and bankrupt ideology. No one uses unironically the word multiculturalism anymore. If you do, it's just derisive, right? And most typically, people who are deriding the idea of multiculturalism are on the right but even you know now you see with um you know we're we're, we're recording this in in late september 2020 in the middle of the uh amy coney barrett nomination fight and um there was a super mega ultra genius ibram x kendi who definitely deserves all the millions of dollars that he's receiving from all over the place uh you know he said something uh amazingly that was actually for once in his life kind of smart which was basically calling out Amy Coney Barrett for having this white savior complex, um, which, which um, led her to adopt two Haitian children in addition to her five natural biological children. And, you know, you see there's, there's an interesting kind of tut-tutting of this from, the, um, from certain quarters, you know, in the kind of big brain, big brain centrist, uh, big brain centrist, that's a, <laughs> I can't believe that's not a meme yet. Big brain centrist neoliberal types are, are, are calling out, um, 
this kind of thing because Richard Spencer, you know, was like, he's not wrong, which he's not wrong. You know, I, I agree with Richard and, and, and with Ibram X. Kendi on this, that like, yeah, there's a white savior complex involved. But the reason why he's calling it out and, and, and what's going on, I think, in the background of, you know, why Richard is agreeing with him is because uh, everybody kind of understands, whether on the right or the left, that, that multiculturalism is dead and gone. And there is no, like, you, you know, this idea that we're going to take Haitian babies and like integrate them into white society is, is just ridiculous and like you you know maybe you can do that a little bit on certain edge cases to some extent but that's not that's not going to be ever going to be an effective policy that's not ever that's not going to fix haiti that's not going to fix anything that's not going to like end racism I and mean, that's really what what, what kendy was was trying to get at he's like well this doesn't mean you're not racist and he's not wrong about that either um so when racism quote unquote means you know uh, um this idea that we're going to take white culture and white society as the norm for America, which, you know, okay, I would say, and, and I presume Richard would say, you know, as it should be, right? Um, and he would, and uh, Ibram Kendi would disagree with that. But but that's not the point. The point is that we're all kind of in agreement in acknowledging that, you know, uh, multiculturalism is, is just failed and dead and gone. At the time in the 90s, you, you know, there was a, still a possibility or people had it in their heads that it was going to be a possibility for, uh, some kind, you know, like that, that you could have, you know, uh, uh, Japanese soldiers and Croatian soldiers and German soldiers and African soldiers and American soldiers, uh, whatever, etc. You know, all coming together under the auspices of, um, well, actually, that's kind of an interesting question too. Is like, what kind of organization is XCOM? Because it's like not exactly the UN, but kind of a UN adjacent type, at least rhetorically. Yeah. It, it it feels more like NATO, actually. Yeah, that's a great point. It was, it was like the, the post Cold War dream was every country is in NATO, so there's no more wars, right? And because there is some like uniformity across XCOM, like they all speak English, it's implied. Yeah. Um, although there is like in the multicultural way, kind of it's kind of cartoony, like. You get like these guys. So all the American soldiers in early XCOM are like heavily implied to be like ex-Marines and Green right. Berets yes. and Rangers and stuff, and they're alongside like the Congolese army and they're equally <laughs> right. Who are like equally effective, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and the, and like, and it's you know they don't no one bats an eye. Uh, also, every country the guys are very stereotypical. Uh, later, I think they ironed it out, but like later game, you know, you I think one of the I liked to use the South African troopers. Because they played it, they were all kind of weird uh, in that some of them were like, you know, like Afrikaans or whatever. But you get like, there's like mulatto South African troopers. And that's, it was kind of interesting. They would always, almost always be like, well, that's the country where it's mixed. Uh, the, every like 10th Amer American trooper was black. Everyone from European country was very much, you know, very Aryan looking. Uh, although it's kind of a, it was a limitation of the software, but like, you know, they're all like blonde hair, blue eyes. Even the Italian. You're talking Spanish. about the original, like the '94 XCOM. Uh, yeah, but I think it stayed on. That that, that did. Well, stay I, on I remember when I played the 2012, XCOM. and and I think this this was really so. So maybe to give a brief history of the series. So there was this um, UFO Enemy Unknown or XCOM UFO Defense. The first game in this series was released in 1994. Uh, it it had it had a number of sequels that were not. Well, so there was there was within a, the span of a year, uh, less than a year of development time was was a kind of direct sequel, um, Terror of the Deep, which was set instead of on the kind of Earth surface in a general way was was like now we're going underwater and th that's kind of a forgotten stepchild in certain ways of the series, um, popular with you know real kind of hardcore types, but but not uh, didn't 
didn't get any like direct treatment. Then in the in the then there was like so there's spinoffs. The main I think it was the third I believe it was the third in the series was um, XCOM Apocalypse, which was which was kind of this in, in many ways the inspiration for XCOM Chimera Squad. Instead of being the the, the map was like the planet as a whole, uh, the it was essentially taking place in one giant mega city, um, and you were dealing with different factions within the mega city um, had some really cool ideas, not necessarily super well executed. Um, and then there was, you know, this, this, they went off and like had some space simulator fighter type games and random shit. But then in 2012, there was uh, XCOM enemy unknown, which was an official, it was, they say official remake. I mean, it was kind of almost, I, I, it was whatever you want to call it, remake, reboot, whatever. It was, it was the same idea starting kind of over in terms of, and, and putting, um, that's another, I think, uh, point that maybe bears on what you were, what you were saying, Louis, in terms of the, um, um, like where the game is coming from and where people were in terms of the, the players that it attracted and so on. Um, the the original XCOM ninety four was one of these games. You know, it was it was uh, very. You know, there was not really anything in terms of narrative or plot. I mean, except for you know, okay, aliens are invading Earth. They're infiltrating the world government. You have to like keep different nations happy. Try to prevent, you know, uh, the you know, discover who the alien infiltrators of the various you know nations governments are. Um, on the way to researching, you know, getting your technology up to par so you can go to their uh, homeworld and um, and invade and you know take them out and uh, in Mars, but. Uh, the there there were no characters there was no dialogue there were no cutscenes you know i mean this was a, a different era in computer gaming um with the 2012 remake there was a um a shift and and we didn't really see the payoff i think of that shift entirely until um chimera squad which is one of the reasons why i keep i keep you know we'll go back to that but xcom enemy unknown 2012 was the first time where there was really um, you had char named characters other than, you know, you name your soldiers after your friends and then watch them die horrible deaths and everybody has a big laugh. Um, there were, you know, narrative that was like kind of above and beyond just the ba bare bones plot. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't much, but it was something. Um, and and you had cutscenes and, and this kind of stuff. And uh, the also, it was very mass market. It was like, yeah, uh, it was like. So early XCOM, it's very simulatory, uh, not like in that it's like a one-to-one -one, like FPS simulator, but it's you control every little movement. Uh, no, I mean they, they, I, I remember reading like the, the designer was like uh, Julian Golub was like, yeah, this is a simulation of an alien invasion. They tried to make it as quote unquote real. Like basically, his starting point was okay if there was, you know, within the parameters of like you know what we you know science fiction etc. You know horror type movies and 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 books. And like, it draws well, heavily from those in like the right. alien design. It, in it's some very... ways, it's almost more of a horror game, and you really see that come out in the recent series, um, like the, with the using horror as, as more than science fiction. Of course, obviously, these are very closely related and always have been. But um, yeah, and so within those par parameters of like, okay, let's say there's an alien invasion. Let you know, put kind of a certain amount of um, uh, uh, suspension of disbelief into play, and like, let's say they're aliens. Let's say they're invading Earth. 
you know, what would be involved in responding to that? It's like, well, you'd have to have an organization, you'd have to have soldiers, you'd have to have equipment, you know, there'd be infighting, there'd be, and, and then, so then for the proceeding from that kind of starting point, it was like, okay, we want to have as detailed and quote unquote realistic of a simulation as possible, which was, you know, this was the same, uh, that was published originally by Microprose, who uh, <laughs> the OGs will remember as the original company behind um, the Civilization series. Right, which is a similarly kind of not quite as granular, but but definitely in the same mold, especially like the original Civilization, the the Civilization One, so to speak, and Civilization Two were were very very finicky by the standards of, of later games in the Civilization series, and um and similar. So yeah, it, it and 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 um, then just to round out that that the, the uh, XCOM. the reboot in twenty twelve had a ser- a sequel in uh, when was that twenty what, what was the uh, XCOM 2. I think it was uh, like, what was that? 2016. Came, 2016. Yeah, it came out the new console. Wow, it's been a while. Anyway, yeah. So there was a direct sequel to the reboot um, in the same kind of narrative continuity, which was even more kind of narratively interesting in, in certain ways. We can talk yeah, about. It's very good. They're both very good. They're both excellent. They're bo- they're yeah. They're both worth playing. Definitely. Uh, in a lot of ways. Highly recommend if you haven't, for some I'm, I'm sure most of the people listening to this have, but if on some off chance you haven't, um, definitely check them out. And they're dirt cheap now and well worth your time and money yeah but um yeah so there was a direct sequel xcom 2 and chimera squad is a direct it's a i wouldn't it's not a full-fledged sequel it's not marketed as a sequel it's not sold as a sequel when it was new it was like half price and and for people who owned xcom 2 it was even cheaper than that which is why i took a flyer on it at release and i was like oh my god this is awful in so many ways like and and you know sort of and which was you know i wrote a thread on it that was the inspiration for this podcast but um yeah, and and so that's kind of where we are with the series um, at the moment. Well, well, but real quick, also, like, there was more shifts in that. Like uh, the game went from like very hyper, not well, as much as the graphics could be realistic, to a much more like uh, Team Fortress Two looking game. You know, like the the soldiers have yeah, big yeah, bulky yeah. armor. You can use like special moves a lot. Well, you uh, saw that in the in the shift. I, I really saw that in the shift from. Um, so there was a there there in the original the twenty. 12 reboot had a an expansion that was um i i thought that was really the the point at which the series shifted because in the uh it's true you had abilities and stuff like that in in um so in the original original XCOM there were no special abilities you you know you, your soldier had a class and a weapon but that was kind of it and they got better you know they had more aim or, or more health maybe but they weren't it's not like they had some kind of special ability that would um you know, change the map or something above and beyond just, just what they could do as a certain kind of soldier with a certain kind of weapon. That started, that was the, the, the one of the big changes in, in when the reboot was, yeah, they were given these kind of abilities, which was, you know, had to do with some of the gameplay changes that were made as well. I don't know if it's super relevant at this at this moment to talk about, but the, um, the expansion to uh, uh, the first, the, the 2012 reboot was... Like that's where you got like uh, basically you 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 had you could turn your soldiers into either like bionic wizards or into like human mecha hybrids, um, and you and then you could give them like flamethrower arms and all kinds of ridiculous stuff. Which don't get me wrong, was like, it's like it's really fun and and definitely adds yeah. to it as a video game in certain ways. But it it definitely moves it away from that. You know, it, it, it represented I think the final break from the um the original vision of XCOM as a kind of simulation 
which so was still I, kind of there in the in the un- before the expansion of in the reboot, you know, without the expansion, but but was completely gone after ever since the expansion. Well, also those things uh, did so. Like I think the, so. There is like the core of XCOM as the game where it's a simulation, but there's even like a even more bare bones XCOM where it's the game where your guys die forever if they die. Yes, and that's arguably the most important part of XCOM. Yes, and the kind of expansions with like the mecha suits and the other stuff, those played a part because those were like you could expect they were expensive upgrades for soldiers that you could just lose. Like if your mecha soldier gets, you know, killed, blown up, you, yeah, you lose it, and that's so it kind of it has this kind of a uh, like you it forces you to like play better or differently where like. Well, I have these upgrade guys, and I have these guys who are just just humans. And you know, if there's a choice to save your your you know mecha soldiers, you, how many how many like human meat bags do you let die uh, to save him? And it kind of changes your calculus a lot. Uh, well, that was always one of the most interesting yeah. things about the you know from a gameplay perspective, or you know in terms of what keeps you interested in the game, is um, yeah, there was always this kind of tension between like your your the the more experience your soldiers have, you know they they get more they get statistically better they get more abilities making them more useful. But then there's this trade off. It's like okay, well, so then how much are you willing? You know because you know you you want to use them more because they're better. But then the more you use them, the greater risk they're placed in, right? And so it's it's always a very kind of careful, um, re, you know, the, the heart of XCOM really, which is I think you know what speaks to it. Like, you know, as someone who I've never, you know, uh, served in the military or anything like that, but I, I what I like about it and, and what I, I think there's a very real and visceral, it gives you a visceral sense of like risk versus reward in terms of, um, you know, the kind of decisions that you have to make as a commander of like, you know, yes, I, you know, I need to accomplish this objective. What kind of risks are acceptable and, and what are not or where am I going to have to stretch things a bit? Um, you know, because I ha- maybe you have no choice. I mean, that's the great. it's never more fun than when you're put in a situation where, you know, there's no great options and, you know, uh, but in your balancing risks and, and, and so on. It's, um, it's quite nice. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, I wanted to, so the, 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 the bottom line though, and I wanted the reason why I was going through kind of the history there was, was because you were saying before Louie about the, the soldiers from the different kinds of, um, like different countries, essentially, you know, I, I remember noticing I was woke enough, um, certainly by 2016 when, when XCOM 2 came out. Um, it was like early 2016. It was like, yeah, February, I see this, February 5th, 2016. Uh, you know, French soldiers, there were no black French soldiers. Like you had soldiers from France, they were all white, right? Which is already kind of a tell. Um, I, I, I would have to think, I, I know they released an expansion for, for XCOM 2, and I don't recall if they changed, I think they changed some of the ethnic stuff. Um, but... But for the most part, it, it's still like, you know, there's, a, yes, I, I know there's, you know, the American soldiers can kind of be whatever, um, but, you know, it's it's not super paused or woke, or at least it wasn't at that time in terms of like, you know, Japanese soldiers look Japanese, Chinese soldiers look Chinese or whatever. There's an, you know, Asian um, character models, uh, facial models and um, stuff like that. You know, you, you, you don't see that kind, like there's a kind of recognition of basic, phenotypical differences between nations that um 
I, I, I wonder. I mean, I, I vague, my vague recollection of the of the um, this expand the major expansion for XCOM two is that they changed some of that and and they they made like a little bit more. Um, you know, they were trying to be more like I don't know brown tower of babel blob for all humanity in terms of kind of anyone from anywhere could look like anything notice, uh, about half the canadian troops are asian which is kind of hilarious <laughs> well i mean where's the lie though yeah yeah uh, but yeah no and like, uh one of the thing what uh the kind of the, the i guess you call it the cold war like the nato element of xcom that really was really well reflect, reflected in like the i guess you call them the later games is that there are countries that just like aren't in xcom and it's just implied they've lost, like they're lost, you know. Like uh, most of like Africa and Asia aren't like the Middle yeah. East. Actually, maybe intentionally, isn't really a thing in XCOM in the new XCOM games, um, which is very. I think they have Israeli soldiers, I, and I, I remember there was they like do. a. They do. There are like the middle. Well, it's like Egypt, the Middle East, and I think Turkey are the only countries in XCOM in the Middle East, and like. It's very interesting, like the idea that oh, I guess like all these other countries aren't playing. Uh, they didn't join XCOM, right? Yeah, Israel. Oh, you mean is this the '94 or 2012? 2012. Twenty twelve. I'm looking at 2012 list includes Israel, but it does. That's in Egypt, yeah, uh, and Saudi Arabia. But those are the only ones. Yeah. 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 I remember KSA was was in the game, but I, I uh, and Israel. Um, I didn't remember Egypt, but that whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's true. They, there's and and most of Africa not either really. There's a couple like yeah, South Africa of course that you mentioned. Um, I think it's like Nigeria, Congo, or Nigeria. Yeah, it's like it, they're weird. They're random. It's like the big ones, I guess. It was not like Togo has a representation, right? Yeah, which yeah. is like kind of true to like NATO, but also like you know one of the implications is that they're not getting they're not being defended from the aliens. They're just getting wrecked constantly right they're just like whatever yeah you go and well that's okay so maybe that brings us into like we could talk a little bit about the kind of like the 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 plot of the series or sort of how because again in the in the original original you know the dos xcoms there was no real narrative to speak of in in the in the modern xcoms there is and it's um interesting in some ways or, or i think there's things about it that can be discussed and analyzed so the the um the plot for the original, the, the 2012 re- reboot was, was fairly straightforward um, in terms of the, like, basically, you know, there's this alien invasion and you have to fight it off. Now, it's kind of, like, not quite, um, so the idea is, and I always found this interesting from a, you know, you'd say uh, whatever, you know, what do you want to call this? The people in this thing, there's a, there's a kind of anti-Semitic overtone um, that I find hilarious in, 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 and I'm sure is part of why Camera Squad is the way it is. Sorry, yeah. Also, it's very there's a not only that it's like a there's a distrust of government element into it. Yes, very much um, so. That's so all the normal all the normie governments that even like that are in XCOM but aren't controlled by you are constantly being subverted or being stupid. And also <laughs> the the most kind of subversive thing that, sh- that it does is uh you know the tro it plays with alien tropes a lot obviously. And one of the common tropes is the men in black who right, yes. come after and clean up, you know after a ufo sighting or whatever right and in xcom there are these like disgu- in the new ones they're very disgusting looking uh alien infiltrators who like spit venom when they're caught and you know they wear sunglasses and have the suits on but they're it's it's implied like you know the aliens have been here doing the men in black stuff it's not the government it's you know something else well it's not even just any and it's not even any one like 
the United States is not exempt. I mean, when you when you so when you're starting like at a, you know it's an interesting kind of case of the, the gameplay and the narrative sort of um, supporting each other. Again, it's very sophisticated and very well done. But yeah, like exactly what you're saying when you, when you're starting the first XCOM game, the first in the reboot, actually also the original in '94 as well. You have to like pick a place for your first base. Um, in in the '94 uh, XCOM, you actually end up building multiple bases or trying to. You, that's what you should do if you want to win. And um, in but in the in the 2012 reboot, you only ever have the one, and it's on one, um, it's in on one continent. But yeah, the 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 debate, you know, like the you you only get funding. It's even more you get funding from fewer places than than are giving soldiers to XCOM. And the United States, you know, can be subverted and lost just as easily as China or Japan or anywhere else. So it's it's not like the USA is the good guy by any stretch. There is no like any. Earth government is subvertible by the aliens. It's like, hmm, makes me think. But the the part that really makes you think is uh, so, like, in, it, it comes out in the very fine in the very last mission of this. So you, you you go through and you kind of like there is the, you you fight all these different types of aliens and you know some are stronger than others and blah blah blah. But eventually you you discover the location of their like hidden base, which is actually like a big spaceship. And um, as you're kind of progressing through this big spaceship which is the base of these they're called ethereals and they're like special mind control like their big thing is that they're not super powerful they don't have the biggest lasers they just they control people with their minds and they make you you know they take control of your mind and, and make you do things um and, it, and it's, it's heavily implied even the alien grunts that you're fighting are controlled by them too yes and they're controlling absolutely everything kind of behind the scenes with their mind control powers and and uh and and what they've been doing is they've been going around um, the whatever galaxy universe whatever and and like finding different alien species and genetically engineering them to make them a more fearsome fighting force um, and and to you know like and, and so basically taking their gene they're basically gene steal they're literally like mind controlling government subverting gene stealers I don't know how more directly I can like lay this out <laughs> but um uh, yeah and and now it's kind of I don't remember if it was like in the end it at the I think it's at the end of XCOM two not of one it doesn't really matter it's kind of implied. Um, they have like a throwaway line at the very, very, very end after you actually beat the game and kind of right before the credits roll of like, no, what have you done? You know, they're like, we're not actually the bad guys. There's like even worse aliens who are out there and that's why we're doing all this evil shit. And, you know, okay, maybe. I mean, I don't know. We'll see kind of where they go narratively. It's definitely an interesting question. And and there's room there for them to, to pause up the narrative in, in, in even worse ways than they did with um, Chimera Squad. But the... Uh, the, the the basic idea is is that that these these ethereals are are yeah mind controlling subverting gene stealing to create the kind of ultimate to, to to create the ultimate alien fighting force the the plot in XCOM two the sequel to that is um, basically it takes for granted that you lost it's it's sort of like you know kind of playing with the idea of timelines and you know um, you know, it's true. Most people, especially playing on harder difficulty levels, are just going to spend a lot of time losing the game, losing the campaign, having to restart. And so the idea is, it takes off from okay. Well, what if you know the original in, in this, this effort that humanity comes together, they form XCOM, they try to fight off this alien invasion, but they fail. Um, and so XCOM two, rather than a a kind of more um, it. It's still a military simulation, but but it, it, like a guerrilla. The idea is a guerrilla force rather than a kind of small unit tactics, um, you know, uh, 
special forces type scenario. It's more of like a small unit tactics guerrilla. It's um, very hit and run. Hit and run. And yeah, exactly. Also, one big thing with XCOM, you want to move in the first one and historically XCOM, you wanted to move slow through the map. Yes. You know, make sure you didn't get didn't get ambushed. Uh, XCOM Two brings in this idea of you've got to get it and get it out under a certain amount of turns. Yes. So it forces you to, you know, run further and overextend and get ambushed and get hit. Uh, it, it it makes the gameplay very interesting, and also you lose a lot more soldiers. Yes. And it's very frustrating. Churn uh, is is definitely more of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing is so rather than like you know so because the first XCOM the idea is you know you are an elite military unit and you are fighting, you know, this on kind of like, I guess it's almost like, um, typically, or the, you know, past a certain point in the game, but even really kind of all along you in any one engagement in, in XCOM in 2012 XCOM, you should theoretically have at least equal and really, I, you know, typically or ideally superior firepower at the particular point where you're fighting like you should never really be outgunned even though you're a small team up against a vast alien army it's like it's like a small unit insertion but at like a very kind of particular point and 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 you shouldn't really be outgunned typically um xcom 2 it's like yeah you lost and so now you're like building the resistance and okay yeah resistance narratives are gay and obviously there's like very heavily and as these things always are very heavily kind of um um, drawing on the idea of the French resistance to, you know, Manazi occupation in World War II, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to believe... The interesting thing is they don't really... Be- they kind of almost go in a completely different direction, which which I found yeah. interesting because it, rather than kind of dwell on the, the aliens are the real Nazis, it's like... It, well, so what ends up happening is the, um, the aliens, it, it, you know, like... Uh, and I feel like this is just narrative truth kind of, I don't, I, I certainly don't think that the designers themselves intended to be anti-Semitic, but as is often the case or pretty much almost always the case, you know, when you have skilled people doing skilled work and just kind of doing interesting things and doing, and doing them well, the truth kind of pokes out regardless of what your intentions are. And yeah, so, you know, the, the story in XCOM 2 is basically they're, they're telling and I'm not to say I don't want to overplay it. Like it, it is kind of generic in certain ways. It's not like it's a great, you know. But but it is it, it is interesting where they go with it. It's you know um, the aliens are are trying to show themselves as these kind of enlightened the the ethereals the 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 man this master this this kind of small group of mind controlling um, aliens is is showing them they're like oh we're the great liberators of all humanity and we're going to end you know poverty and we're going to end disease and you know if you have any kind of sickness you know, just go into one of these little free government health care um clinics and we'll take you take very good care of you and everything will be fine like okay um and it's of course it's revealed that they're basically when you when you um when you do that for the civilians who are doing that that they are um being essentially like mashed into genetic sludge and that this dna sludge uh is being used if i recall correctly basically like foreskins to like yeah they're doing splicing with aliens and people and stuff yeah they're doing all kinds of weird experiments yeah please go on chimera squad bizarre because chimera squad is about splicing yeah so like so chimera squad is narratively after you the resistance presumably wins right yes and you gotta you gotta deal with like there are aliens who moved down here. And not uh, just there are aliens who were, like, left. So the idea is, yeah, you know, it's almost kind of like, the okay, so the ethereals are gone. And in XCOM 2, you beat the ethereals. You, like, kick, you, you kill them or kick them out, whatever. You kill some them all. You know, you genocide them. 
<laughs> right. I actually don't think I think you what well, doesn't matter. Point is the ethereals are gone. They're no longer in the picture at least on earth. So, but the thing is they're like their army is left behind because you didn't like genocide you didn't kill at, which is the so there's two immediately unrealistic things here. Number 1 is that you didn't the humans didn't just kill all the aliens right away. Number 2 is like it happens at the very end of XCOM 2 it's sort of how it ends is like it's one of these moments like uh what is it uh um I don't know, it's like a common thing in like 80s movies where, where um, you know, you get the guy, you get the, the tape of like the evil guy in the government saying that the dastardly plan is and they basically show broadcast all throughout the earth, you know, the, 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 the ethereal's plan to just convert everyone into DNA stew so they can live forever and create an even more badass human alien hybrid army. And the people then spontaneously, and then everybody rose up and, and, you know, and everybody, and it was like, okay, well that's not happening. You know, that's not, as we unfortunately have learned, um, there was a time in my life where I would have believed that, you know, if, if the, uh, space Jews plan was, you know, broadcast throughout the planet that, you know, humanity would rise up against uh, space Israel. But um, unfortunately, that's not how things work. Um, so whatever. But the point is, yeah, so so the uh, the ethereals have been kicked off of Earth and these their 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 alien their their army has been left behind some of their army is is just straight up aliens some a large part of their army and this was kind of the one of the gameplay changes or, or tweaks between the 2012 reboot and the 2016 XCOM 2 was um some of the aliens that you fought in 2012 XCOM are the same but some of them have been like injected with human DNA as a result of these experiments and so they're kind of human alien hybrids and so then there's this question of like, okay, well, what is gonna, what are we gonna do with these just ab abominations of like human alien um, hybrids? Yeah, and uh, the uh, obviously the answer is to uh, form like, I, from what I understand, with Chimera Squad, it implies it's like a, uh, it's the, there's like this 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 Chimera this what's the city called in Chimera Squad? Oh, I don't even. I think it's, it's like city. It's not City Seventeen. That's from Half Life. I I don't I don't remember. Whatever. It's so uh, forgettable. So it's, it's Utopia yeah. City. It's, yeah. It's, so it, it's supposed to be like fake and gay. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, fake and gayopolis. They're gonna prove it can work, and they can all live together. Um, but also you know like self evidently it doesn't work because of you need to have the Chimera Squad. Which kind of like yeah? So the reason it's called existing Chimera Squad is yeah, it's like a it's a uh, it's a chi Chimera in the sense of it's humans and aliens. Actually, one of the characters, uh, one of the, I think you have to start with him. Or I don't remember, but it's um, is a one of the human alien hybrids. Um, but mostly, it's the the most of the characters are either just human or just alien. So it's not chimera in the sense that they're all hybrids. It's that the squad itself is a chimera, is a um, is a hybrid of, of you know it's it's a combined human alien kind of unity project. It's just so gay, and the whole the, the, you really see that the gayness start from to the very beginning with like the. Uh, <laughs> the, like the very first cutscene is like a badass black woman with the shotgun talking to like a goblina about how we're gonna kick so much ass, and it's just ridiculous. It's just like, and it just and never it's such stops. A turn from XCOM uh, 2012, where like one of the major like cutscenes is you. There's a there's a gameplay element where, element where you have to capture uh, aliens alive to like yes. interrogate their brains, and like there's a cutscene of like a terrified alien in a like a you know a glass pod and a kind of a dastardly looking engineer guy and then at the end of that it says like acquired one alien corpse you know like yeah. 
you go from like torturing these animal these you know aliens to death uh you know for very little gain actually you know <laughs> like, well you you need like mass numbers of their corpses to like yeah. manufacture it's like you know you need you know you if you want to you have like you can get certain special items um yeah. but you need Plasma like you know certain numbers so of corpses yeah to like yeah. <laughs> in zone. it's just like which and is you know look it's war you know it's not yeah. supposed to be yeah. and, and, and it's just and, a, such a turn in the ethic right from like of what like what is XCOM about uh and you know wh- what is it you know you do here right uh even <laughs> what is it yes yeah and uh one of the elements in like in the XCOM res- resistance game is that you know like the cities are these alien controlled hellscapes right and in the country yeah. behind, humans are still kind of surviving as a separate autonomous kind of thing well and sorry you- so i want to jump in, just explain real quick on that like that actually plays out gameplay wise because like basically most of your missions are in the in, in xcom 2 are in the cities and it's like yeah the cities themselves are basically humans are reduced to kind of chattel status and the actual human only like where humanity actually survives in any meaningful way is in way the fuck out rural areas which periodically come under terror attacks so the idea is like in in the original in 94 xcom as well as um 2012 reboot xcom there are these every so often periodically there's a mission kind of mission called a terror mission where basically in 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 94 xcom it's actually like in terms of the game files itself there's like a it's a special ship it's a terror ship because normally they have like small ufos big ufos battleships whatever this is like it's a big ship but it's a terror ship and it's not like a battleship that's armed for kind of interstellar warfare it is purely it is like basically like yeah genocidal like this exists only to cause maximum destruction and terror and chaos in human urban areas and you see a similar mechanic in the 2012 reboot of like terror missions where in the 2012 it, it's always an earth some because sometimes the maps you know sometimes you're fighting outdoors sometimes it's in an urban area sometimes it's you know train station whatever i mean it's different kinds of um a lot of train stations yeah a lot of, a lot of people, uh, people played it to get flashbacks i'm getting flashbacks myself but in in xcom 2 basically every single every single human settlement is every single sorry every single city is occupied um, and you're always on the defensive as a human. The very, there's, you know, there's very few humans just kind of walking around. The only places where you see human, real human settlements are in the middle of nowhere. And that, that the terror missions then are attacks on those remote human settlements. Just wanted to it's like very uh, Vietnam. Yeah. Like basically, the aliens are playing the Americans, and you play the <laughs> Viet Cong. Very much ways. so. Yeah. Like, Which is the, cool. You're defending the sh- yeah. Shanty town. You're defending the shanty town from like the imperialist firebombing. And you know, and then when you win, it's a, like also the terror missions are really hard. You know, they're yes. Uh, there's among there's supposed to be among the hardest. Like the, the mechanically, yeah. their their intent and their you know result is they're basically and and you almost always going to have higher casualties and lose more soldiers on those than pretty much any other type of mission. Yeah, and um, um but when you win, it's a big deal too. Because like as if they, yeah. when the Viet Cong win, it's a big deal, right? You know, because. Well, and that's what makes the the Chimera Squad so. So there were there were a couple of things about it that I, I mean I always said a little bit, but we can like now you know go go to town um, for for a bit. The the uh, the whole premise is just completely wrong. <laughs> I mean I don't know how to like imagine. I mean just to put yourself. It's like okay, for for the better part of like you know ten years ish. I, I think there is like that's roughly the the there are several years at least. Okay. Humanity w- has been invaded by aliens. Okay. So millions, tens of millions, maybe bi- you know, a billion plus who knows 
humans die. Everybody, everybody knows someone who died just in the initial alien invasion. You know, just the initial like abductions and, and terror attacks and all this from the first from the first game. From the you know, okay. So then, then the then the then the aliens win. Everybody has a relative. You know, somebody who was like a suspected collaborator who was executed, or you know, someone who went in with a cough to one of these free clinics and never came out again. Or, you know, maybe join the resistance and then died or whatever. You know, everybody, you know, like humanity has had it from these aliens for years. Years now, they've been just completely brutalized and, and used for just like to be melted down into base, you know, DNA stew. So, so that these people, these, these megalomaniacal space Jews can, can rule over the, the, the whole galaxy. Um, and now, <laughs> like, I think it's like in, in game, like in terms of the lore, less than a year after the the uh, the aliens are finally defeated, um, it's like okay, well we're all gonna play nice now, and anyone who has a problem with that, um, you're getting shot. <laughs> like it, it's just, yeah. I mean, I don't even know I mean, what to do with that. Yeah. You can even argue like the the, the, the human what they called is it exiles are called or what's the, what's the human faction whatever they're called the provisional XCOM, like they are who you were playing in the previous game. You know, the you know. Yeah, we call them provisional XCOM. That's pretty good. Like, you mean the the human separate? The yeah, humans, the, it was it was yeah. directly implied. Yeah, there were there were several like like former XCOM soldiers. Yeah, who they're were, veterans. Yeah, it's, yeah. It really is like it's the provisional XCOM. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know they, they're we're gonna keep the fight up uh, after like big XCOM. You know, you I guess loses or it's weird. It's 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 not ever really clear what happens between. Well, as I said, the yeah, whole yeah. thing was underbaked, and I want to take a minute because I didn't really see much of this, you know, in terms of like the part of what I want to do with these series, or what I guess we want to do with these. Series, we'll see. I mean, there's a kind of there's a balance to be struck between, you know, let's say literary criticism as applied to video games as an artistic medium on the one hand, and like, you know. N- reviews quote unquote or some kind of you know like more mechanical analysis or like you know is this worth playing is this worth you know if you're a gamer is this something you you find interesting or worth your time um on the other and and i don't know we will see as we go through you know kind of how how that all shakes out but um i I did want to say like in another kind of example of how mechanics and narrative and all this kind of stuff relate to each other um as as you say louis the 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 plot isn't really well thought out there's a lot they they try to do this thing where they like you know they 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 include bits and pieces and kind of throw away dialogue um or like little item descriptions and stuff like that um kind of the way dark souls does but nowhere nearly as effective because it just isn't as well it's it's just not thought out they didn't what it it's very clear that they just had an idea in their mind for like we want to do a paused up XCOM where it's like humans and aliens fight together um what i found really subversive about it and really um just just kind of beyond the pale to be honest is again rather than like a military situation where it's like okay you on the one you know it's you know you have a, a rainbow six type squad that's you know hitting a depot of some sort or or trying to do you know uh hostage rescue maybe or you know the the similar kind of situation, except you're 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 kind of guerrilla force. You're like the Viet Cong rather than um, Rainbow Six, um, but still very much in that kind of military sense. And often these maps, the, you know, the, you know, like you, it's really there's nothing. Again, one of the, some of my favorite memories of, of playing the series is like you start at the kind of woods at the out out the outskirts of a kind of you know one of these um, 
evil alien installations and you kind of like creep your way through the perimeter and then eventually you first spot the kind of you know the turrets on the very out and you got to like find a way in and um sometimes you can like blast your way in even and kind of bypass some of the elements of security that way and there's definitely you know it, it's it's um there's a lot going on with the uh with the chimera squad it's it's all very very it, 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 it's first of all, it's it's a law enforcement. I really can't emphasize this enough. It is law enforcement to the extent that rather than like having any kind of um, you know like uh, what I was describing before in terms of approaching your, your objective, every single every single mission, every single mission is essentially a room clearing exercise, and you start with the phase of like basically it's a breach phase where you like knock you know busting down the door, or blowing open the door with your, an explosive or something like yeah, that. Your no knock raid. No, not great. Exactly. Even the ones that some of them take place outdoors, but even those start with that kind of a, a of a breach phase where you're like saying, you know, okay, this is how we're gonna like fan out from our van, and all it's all very close quarters. It's all very, um, you know, like the 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 space between you, the physical separation between your units and the enemy units, is is very very small. Um, it, it, it's all very chaotic. It doesn't work very well. It, it's it's not nearly as fun to play. You take more hits. It's designed that you're taking more hits. Like in the original XCOM, um, both the like '94 and '2012, and for that matter, XCOM 2 as well. Especially your 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 your, your um, starting soldiers, you're dead in probably one at most two hits. Even by the end of the game, you're dead in like two, probably you know two to four prop you know you know getting dead being killed in two hits is not at all would not at all be uncommon um killed in three would be probably median and, and you know if you have a lot of of you know kind of extra equipment and you heal and you're very careful maybe four um you're getting hit over and over and over again in in XCOM Chimera Squad precisely because these these maps are so small and because everything is so chaotic everyone is all bunched up against each other but in addition to like not really um not really how to say uh fitting i think with the with the kind of like the, the 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 way that the systems are designed and it still uses for the most part all the same systems from from the 2012 uh and and xcom 2 it like those systems are designed for like combat at range and sometimes you have some close range stuff but it's always like you know you, you typically like you don't want to have your an enemy you know an alien behind your lines and you don't want to have your guy behind alien lines like that's just going to be a bad situation for everyone and 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 you're very very rarely going to be in in anything like that in 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 chimera squad there are no lines it's just a free-for-all and it's it's it just doesn't doesn't work but be, but as a result of that or or in concert with that um what, what, what I really found it subversive and 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 harmful. Like the 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 idea is basically like instead of getting you in the mindset of like humanity needs to be defended and these are the kind of last brave defenders of humanity who are doing what it takes you know for for their kin for their homeland um, for all humanity. Um, which you know I think you know you know we we have our perspective as as people in the dissident right as far as this. But I think you know there's something to be said for for some kind of um, you know humanity is humanity right at least especially when it comes to like hostile aliens um as opposed to that this idea is like no you know the enemies of the system whether they are as we said before there's you know kind of XCOM veterans who don't like the idea of cooperating with aliens there's a group of aliens who it's revealed in the final mission they they just think they're they're, they're not actually being violent like they have violent enforcers who will um 
who will do what it takes to defend their objectives. They defend but, you in a no-knock in a no-knock raid. They would shoot at you. Exactly. <laughs> but they're not actually doing it. What they're trying to do is their leader is like as nonviolently as possible. They're just trying to gather equipment so that they can like get off Earth and take a take an alien ship and go Palestine, back to their yeah. homeland. Yeah. Yeah. They want to go back to space Palestine. To space <laughs> exactly space Palestinians. That's exactly right. And and here you are like you know busting down their doors, shooting them up, and taking them into custody. And the the final mission of that like dealing with that faction is basically like like preventing their battleship that they've stolen from being able to leave earth like what the fuck is wrong you know who who thinks that that's like a good and moral like like but it, of course it never comes up you know the, the characters never question it which is which is another thing so unlike the um so in in the uh 2012 and, and xcom 2 you you have a few named characters with a few lines of recorded dialogue but they're none of them are soldiers none of them they're all it's like you know the scientist who's the head of the research or like the engineer who's in charge of building stuff yeah. at chimera squad Sorry. Yeah. They also they also have like doubts. They're like, should we be torturing these aliens to death? Yeah, exactly. They're like, I what are we, we doing gotta, here and why? Like, yeah. The, yeah. With Chimera Squad, it's it's every single soldier is a named personality with a voice and and recorded lines of dialogue, completely unlike you know like these are the whole point or part of the point. And this gets to what you were saying about um, you know uh, death is such an integral part of the series, Louis. It's, it's very true. Like it's not just that death itself is an integral part. It's like you know part of what it means to be a soldier is to be anonymous like you're not supposed to have a personality yeah you can like dress them up in various ways and this and that and you can kind of you develop attachments to the you kind of at a certain the same way that you like you know uh, little plastic green army men or whatever but at the end of the day the idea is you know these are kind of um interchangeable like there are no the graveyards are full of indispensable men kind of attitude right like th completely the opposite for chimera squad they wanted to give these aliens um, and and these 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 SJW type humans, you know, personalities that are complete. And, and there's all tons of stuff in the in the um, in the dialogue itself. I don't see if I could dig up some examples, maybe, but but um, there, there's tons of of of, of left wing politics in the actual like physical um, not physical, you know, the, in the in the dialogue itself. But but the overriding ethos is one of like anyone who is now you know we what we won against we won this war. We, we won space world war two you know the 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 bad guys are gone and now we have neoliberalism forever and anyone who's not on board with that is going to get their door, do door knocked down and laser beam shot at them is, is very much the idea of this of this uh that installment and also one thing i you can correct me if i'm wrong because i didn't get too far into chimera squad is that um you can't like so the you know the way you feel with them being cops is the way i feel with them not being able to die where it just violates yeah a lot of principles of XCOM. And the thing is, like, narratively, can you even lose? Like, is there a... No, they do that thing uh, quite common. It's, you know, common in games of that sort of type where it's like if you... Um, if you... If one of the... So you... First of all, this, the characters themselves are more resilient. But if one of them... If, you know, they would have, quote-unquote, if they would have died the way that, like, uh, XCOM soldiers in previous games would have died, sometimes you can be bleeding out and need medical attention. It's, I think it's like a dice roll, and it depends on, you know, precisely. But basically, when you hit zero HP, you either die or start bleeding out. Um, in Chimera Squad, you always bleed out. You, there's no insta-death, basically. And except hey, for very, you, can you actually bleed out and die? No. Well, if you do, then the game is over. You have to restart from your latest save. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's just pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no like. Also, there's no like. You know, you could make. You could make like. Like you know, if I if I were if I were at two K, I would. You could make like, 
XCOM, you know, like, uh, what do you call them? Death squads, where, like, you're purging a city post-war of aliens, and if they take enough city blocks, you lose or whatever. Like, there's a good... You could make a game like that, but... Like you, XCOM Cops could be a decent game. There's a there's a world in which it's okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not that one. Right, exactly. Like, I mean, I, I would have if if you if you redesign the systems from the ground up to like, I mean, you could keep some of the ide- basic ideas, you know, like directional cover and this kind of stuff. But um, you, you keep some of this. You keep most of this. Yeah, there's there's ways you could make it work. But this was just not. It was very clear what they were doing. I, I, so I found I had more, but this was what I. What I found, this is a, a, a an image compilation I put together called Chimera Squad: Aliens Can Be Humans Too, Bigot. This was a character. This was a dialogue between two characters. Character one, they were both aliens, by the way. Says, "I never thought I would be working for XCOM." Character two, yeah, I didn't think they'd let an off-worlder join the team. Character one, you are an off-worlder. Character two, I'm from New Arctic. I am, by definition, an Earthling. Character one, with fangs and sacks of venomous bile. Number two, what can I say? Some earthlings are hatched lucky. Now, okay, there's, you, could, you know, you could say, well, there's a little tongue-in-cheek there. But really what they're saying is, you know, oh, you're born on Earth. You're an earthling. Just the same. You're just as human as fucking whoever. You know, like, it's just, yeah. and it's nonstop. It's gonna be, you know, from the, yeah. like also, some, there's the shift. Like, XCOM is like, it's, it's like humanity and mankind. Like, right. it's not like Earth. There, there was never an idea of, like, earth people like it was always like you know humanity it was never like the, it's like the concept of a uh, earth nationalism is like so antithesi- antithetical yes. to well that's the and know. that's the big thing right is it's like yeah. kind of it's yet another example of something you know and the tedious guys love to you know point out it all the time and we'll point out you know star trek and all this kind of stuff it's it's like in 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 science fiction anything science fiction related or adjacent um up until very 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 recently like quote unquote humanity basically meant white people like maybe some japanese to some extent but like the norms were all white people norms the culture was all white people culture and yes you could have like not even just white i mean because the federation in star trek to kind of you know for those of you probably if you're listening this you know what the fucking federation is like you know okay people you have you know aliens with weird noses or whatever and you know various things but basically they're all white right they're all like behaving like nice normal mid-century white bread midwestern white people right um and that's very much i think the case in in xcom or kind of implicitly there was an understanding that um you know okay we're talking about as you say earth nationalism as a kind of substitute or stand-in for white nationalism of a certain sort and yeah i mean you could say like we were talking before about multiculturalism and that's, that's true to an extent but even that idea of multiculturalism, that 90s kind of iteration of multiculturalism or what pe- that was like pretty much only ever really popular or a thing to whatever extent it ever was a thing in western europe like <laughs> western europe was the only place where that where, where people ever bought that in any kind of serious way um i don't even really think they bought it in the united states and and we're seeing that now you know it's just no one has in the united states people were like you know actual white people in the united states were like fuck off and and you know and and to the extent that american whites have have been acclimated now to some kind of it's anti-white it's anti-integration it is anti-multicultural it's what they call you know they they don't want the uh the 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 melting pot they want the salad bowl right um so yeah and 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 so that could not be allowed um to continue that that uh kind of rhetorical idea of 
you know, humanity is implicitly white as, as earth, as you know, like earth nationalism, as they stand in for white nationalism of a certain sort, um, could, could not, you know, they had, they, they, they knew what they were dealing with. You know, it, it, it was always there and it was always kind of implicit and no one really kind of, cause it, obviously it's implicit cause nobody had a problem with it cause it's very normal and natural and healthy and good. Um, yeah. but then, you know, the year 2020 rolls around or whatever, 29, I think it was released. Yeah. April 24th, 2020. And that's not permitted. And they knew what they were dealing with. They saw the kind of, you know, rhetorical undertones and they wanted to, to change it. Yeah. One other thing to note about Chimera Squad, it was the reason I, I didn't like, I played like a little bit of it and bounced off it and I didn't feel bad about it is because it was made like kind of almost, you, you can kind of see it subconsciously by the B team. Oh yeah! Uh, oh, very much. I don't even know by, that it was like like by the actual main Firaxis. I think it might even have been just a different studio. No, it was. It was farmed out. It was a farmed out. Yeah. It was a whole the whole thing was like, ah, we gotta, like it's. A, I mean, isn't it like? I mean, all the XCOM games the new are on mobile, but like it does feel. This like, really feels like a mobile game more so than yeah yeah for sure. It's, it's, it, there's less going on. Uh, also, some of the very core XCOM elements of like capturing alien gear to upgrade your guns don't make any sense in Chimera Squad. <laughs> I mean, right. right. They just kept stuff you just to keep it, guns. to call, to be able to call it yeah. XCOM. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you could tell, like, I mean, it's all, it's, it, the, the artwork is just disgusting and terrible. It's all this kind of humans of flat design type stuff. We'll put some, maybe in the, in the show, I don't know how, I'll, I'm not going to make this in a video, but, but I'll put some of the artwork in just so people can see, but yeah, yeah basically like, it's, it's just gross, but you can tell that what they what they really were passionate about was this humans of flat design, terrible artwork, like you know, Yas Queen slay badass black woman with the shotgun type situation, and and, and this kind of cutesy like SJW politics in the dialogue, and that everything else was just sort of yeah whatever, you know, like so yeah I, I definitely don't play chimera squad it's a waste of your time i i did it so that you wouldn't have to and i hope whoever's anyone who's listening to this who saw that twitter thread you're welcome but but other than that yeah uh it's just not worth it yeah uh, uh and it's hard to like say oh this you know uh there because like you it is like a playable game and like compare so like for instance if you want the pleasure of bouncing off the original XCOM uh, in a more modern setting, there's a game. It's on Steam called Exonauts. Xenonauts. 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 Yes. Yeah. It's like the spiritual successor. It's pretty to, much the uh, exact same thing, but without the psionic powers. Yeah, it's basically old XCOM, uh, yeah. and it's very good. But it is like profoundly, uh, you know, Fiddly? granular, and yes. you're putting every round in the guy's backpacks, um, and it's also. It's also, uh, I think, a little more uh, like I, 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 it's more. It's very, very Cold War. I think it's actually set during the Cold War. Um, like all your guys have very Cold War uniforms on, and uh, but it, it kind of follows all that, that. It's got that, you know, if old X comes very Nordicist, you have to have this very big, huge mathematical planning brain to enjoy it. Uh, whereas the kind of, you know, the more Mediterranean mass market. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so Mediterranean is mass market now. <laughs> Low yeah, time yeah, preference. You know, it's, sorry, high time it's, preference. It's easier. To, it's easier to absorb. You can kind of learn it on learn it on the fly. Like you can you can pick up XCOM, uh, put it on the easiest or normal difficulty setting XCOM 2012, and have a decent decent time. Oh yeah. You should. Ha you need some spreadsheets. You need to watch some gameplay videos. You need to 
have a plan every time. Like, there's a lot more going on in uh, Exonauts. Yeah, well, I would, I would, I would say for for Xenonauts or for uh, XCOM '94, if you want to go, it's definitely it's rewarding. But yeah, you 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 need to go in with the expectation like you're going to you're going to lose several campaigns before you know relatively early on yeah. before you start understanding you know how it works. And um, you're gonna have to, and like just the flow of it's very right. like it's I don't like like it actually. It's very like <laughs> j- jerky and slow because your turns gonna take a long time. You know, uh, to get what, to do exactly what you want to do, and if you, ha- you that it applies to a very specific, certain kind of personality, but those are very pe- kind of people generally tend to be very smart, and uh, you know, and I think that's kind of why XCOM was so influential is because the early ones, they weren't the I don't they not that they didn't do well, but they were not like it, there was no mainstream. No one knew what XCOM was outside of PC gamers, right? Uh, until XCOM 2012, where you get that you start seeing memes and like, uh, yeah, you know, references to it outside of, and I, I think also, but XCOM, the early XCOMs were good because they did have a lot of cultural power enough to, you know, despite how small the player base was. I, I think you know, base. and maybe this is like a closing note or something. I I I will say, I get what you're saying, and I would like to think that there that that you can have that there's room for both. Because it is definitely true that the 2012 XCOM formula, which is basically the same across, you know, its expansion, XCOM 2, XCOM 2 had a great expansion, War of the Chosen, and Chimera Squad, which, is, you know, I don't think is a good game, but um, it, has, it, it has its moments that are only because the formula that they came up with for XCOM 2012 is so Systems good. very good, yeah. Right, yeah. And, and it's a really, it's a, it's a really, really perfect distillation of you know like you know all those the, the kind of best moments from the 94 XCOM and, and Terror from the Deep you know the kinds of things that would take like you know 45 minutes to play out um, and and you know if you're in the moment and you have the time can be riveting um, but involves a lot of clicking a lot of back and forth a lot of you know inventory management and this kind of stuff I mean all that's gone and and instead of 45 minutes of like you know moving you know your guy one time unit step at a time to like around the corner to like blah 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 you know it's you get one movement and one action or two movements and you know you that's it and it you know instead of taking 45 minutes it takes you know four minutes maybe um that's you know that's great and that's fun and 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 fun should you know with any kind of you know entertainment media fun absolutely has to be if not the number one, probably the number one consideration, and maybe, maybe, maybe in 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 small doses, the number two consideration. Um, yeah. Okay. That being said, you know I'm again old enough to have you know, and I played you know the original Civilization and stuff, and 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 like there's a part of me that um, I really miss those really granular, you know, that style of game. I think I think there's there's an extent to which it can be. I really would hesitate to use the word dumbed down. I would just say streamlined and distilled. And 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 when you streamline it and distill it, typically the you know if you do it well, like with XCOM, the results can be really good. But you always lose something. And and I would like to think that you know, and maybe this is something that our guys can do, or, or something you know to discuss for for a future thing is is you know, to have that kind of Nordicist, you know, detail oriented vision right where where it's not streamlined and it's not distilled but it's not clunky either because that that typically you know often these things go together and and um i think paradox game, games often do a reasonably good good job of that in terms of you know 
there's a lot of fiddly details, but they're not overly clunky. And a lot of the design refinements over the past, you know, I know Crusader Kings 3 just came out and this kind of stuff. Like, you know, they do a pretty good job of, of, of streamlining without dumbing down. But um, personally, like, I don't know, maybe a heretic or something. I don't know why. Paradise games aren't really my thing so, so much. I mean, I would like to see it more in this kind of, you know, an XCOM style game or a war game or one of these things where... Um, it's not just grand strategy on, on in that way, but I don't know. Maybe that's. I think a paradox games episode could be done too, as like yeah, that, for sure, that for genre. sure. Uh, one thing I do want to point out with the with a later day XCOM is that how good the expansions are. Yeah, uh, those are probably some of the probably the best. Like in the age of like DLC, especially when those games are coming out, being a very kind of exploitative and yeah. grabby thing, the XCOM DLCs are so good, and they uh, they do like all the kind of inversions you kind of would want, to, like would want to see i think in the 2012 xcom you know it's very much about bringing the right soldiers and a good mix of veterancy and you know rookies to train them up and there's one really really great mission um and also you know you always expect to go in you know you're you're deployed to his own there's one great mission that uh, i think about a lot actually when uh, the base gets attacked and all your soldiers just grab all your the trainees and rookies and medium guys all just grab random armor and guns off the rack and like you're you're you're, you're the commander player character there too with the, his pistol and it's like the inverse where they send like a kill squad into your base and it's and it really like I they really in like in, they play with their own kind of expectations very well uh, they add things that are you know meaningful and uh, I, I I was very impressed by you know the expansions in those games. Yeah, they're they're definitely worth. I, I think they're. It's definitely worth playing both the twenty twelve XCOM and, and XCOM two, which both have these very substantial media expansions with and without those expansions, because um, they're kind of different experiences and 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 uh, yeah, they're just it's all it's all great. I mean, there's none of this, and you know, and we will I guess we'll tell you you know as we go through like you know what we recommend and, and what we don't or, or you know what we have experience with, but. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, this is not to rag on XCOM. It, it's really more just to discuss, you know, um, what it is as a the cultural phenomenon, and and, yeah. and what what Camara, you know, what the problems are with Camara Squad from from our perspective, and and hopefully, hopefully they'll be fixed. We'll see. I guess. Yeah, the decline and fall of XCOM. You know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, did you have well, any? Do you have, do you have any closing thoughts? Anything you wanted to to go out with? Uh, yes. Uh, one thing is that these games are older now, and they'll run on literally any PC, and they're like four dollars each on Steam <laughs> uh, with the expansions. So, you know, they're very much worth playing, and they're on like iPads too at this point. Yeah. Um, and like PlayStation and stuff, and pretty much anything. Yeah, it's uh, it's very you know good. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, with that, um, hope you had a good time listening to the inaugural episode of the Institute for Gamer Review, and we will catch you next time. Yeah.
so dumb. Girls are dumb. Girls are so dumb. Girls are dumb.